What would you call the way Frankenstein's monster walks? Oh, lurching. Okay. Well, you lurch and you lurch to catch up with the search, <laughs> but you're sinking. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler's Monster, and joining me is James Barron's Monster. Hi, it's James Barron's Monster, or James Barron Frankenstein, as the case may be. Character <laughs> in the film, Frankenstein. Hello, I'm here. Hello, you are here. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> um, yes, so we watched 1931's Boris Karloff, directed by... James Whale. James which is Whale. An amazing name. Solid name. Yeah. That sounds like something I would make up if I was trying to tell someone a lie at the aquarium. Yeah. Like, yeah, my name is James uh, Whale. Yeah. Did you know that this whale wrote uh, Frankenstein? Crazy. <laughs> he directed it. That's a big yeah. old big old director. <laughs> That's why there's a scene near the lake, because it was the only way to get him in there. <laughs> Just on location, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, James Whale. What did you think of this film? I loved it. Um, I'd not oh, yeah. seen Frankenstein before. Everybody Neither. knows old Frankenstein or his bloody monster in the story of. Um, yeah. Main exposure was through the terrible slash great movie Van Helsing. Um, oh, I haven't thought about Van Helsing in so long. Van Helsing. No, I think about Van Helsing all the time. It lives rent-free in my mind. Um, but, uh, yeah, had not seen it before. Uh, it's a, a classic cinema. I think you've taken the um, oldest film on record that we've covered on the show award, Gareth. It's yeah. a really a specific trophy, but you've won it bloody by rights. Good on you, mate. Um, but, yeah, uh, it was really cool. Uh, going back that far in cinema history, what yeah, did you think? Yeah, seeing how different movies were. Yeah, man. Just in terms so of this, structure. Yeah. This movie was very short, and I reckon it was heavily edited, because, like, they didn't have a standard censorship board at that point. Hmm. So, like, I think different states could have their own local censors, so they all had to weigh in, and I think a lot got chopped out of this film. Yeah. That, and some weird stuff got added in as well. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, because the, the story in this was actually not what I was expecting from the typical uh, Frankenstein no. story. There are some twists and turns that I was definitely surprised by, but, yeah. like, it, it follows the same beats. Like, all the all the Frankenstein-y stuff happens, but there's also just other stuff going on that seems <laughs> yeah. weird, but we'll get into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Had you read the Frankenstein book by Mary Shelley? Absolutely not. I have not done that. Okay. No prior knowledge on Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, I thought I had, oh. but I've read the wishbone version of Frankenstein. <laughs> That's so much better. That's yeah. the like time traveling dog and his friend, right? Wishbone. Wishbone. No, I think you're thinking of Mr. Peterson or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, I am. Wishbone was a live action dog who loved books. Fair. And he had a TV show and. Every t- episode of the TV show, he found a way to relate what his like dog drama to a classic <laughs> novel, and then it would cut to the classic novel, but the main character is being played by a dog. Wow. It was so, such a good show. I think about it all the time. <laughs> that's great. So there's like yeah. just all these ancient historical figures and also old stories just represented yeah. through the medium of dog. 
Yeah, just one dog as well. It'd be like, I think the scientist Frankenstein was played by the dog and then the monster was just a human just a man. That's and it was like love interest and stuff for all humans. That's so much weirder. Mm. Oh my god, okay. It's weird that yeah. there's only one character that's a dog. It would be better if every character was a dog. I think that I'd Heck be more yeah. okay with it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's that kind of specificity that bothers me about <laughs> about <laughs> media like this. I get really entrenched into the way things uh, work involving magic dogs. It's a fun you fact do. about You do, you think about Blue's... You, I've heard you talk about Blue's Clues oh and my god. the skidoo they do quite oh. a lot. <laughs> Don't get, don't drop me down that rabbit hole, man, because I'll never come back out again. I'll blue skidoo <laughs> right into that, and never, you'll never see me again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if anyone craves blue skidoo discourse, uh, hit me up on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we can't, we can't do that. We've got a show to do, bud. Even if yes, it is yeah. going to be a short ep, uh, probably, because <laughs> we've got uh, a shorter movie about an hour ten minutes. So. Yeah. You know, not not a full uh, Floyd epic several times over. No Avatar length going on here. No, this one ended just at the start of the second round of Us and Them. Yeah, so yeah. plenty Very plenty short. of Floyd, but uh, still <laughs> st- still not as much as we're used to. So you that's know. like more like a reasonable amount of Pink Floyd. Like if you listen to that much Pink Floyd in a week, you'd be like, yeah, I'm a fan of Pink Floyd. Yeah, sure. I listen yeah. to an album and a half of Pink Floyd a week. Yeah, sure. That's like a normal amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not us. No, no. We've got a job. Quick to do. chicken. Has listening to this album over and over again changed how you listen to other albums yet? Like, do you get the urge to just keep listening to the same thing? Kind of. I feel like I've always kind of had that, and that's why I'm okay with doing this podcast, and that I will yeah, same. do an album to death and listen to it over and over and over again anyway. So, but usually not to this extent. This is definitely the furthest we've ever gone, uh, <laughs> yeah. music and I, but you know. <laughs> so, yeah, take it or leave it, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> st- still keen on Pink Floyd, still enjoy the album, still think it's a, a bloody banger, front yeah. to back. Same. So, you know, still pos- oh. pos- all posy vibes on the on the pod still. <laughs> well, the 1930s, 1931, mm. um, when this movie came out, this was a time where pop culture was kind of living what we do, that they just loved repeating songs. Um, oh. The top song of the era was um, called Good, Good Night, Sweetheart. Okay. And it was number one for two months. Wow. During, uh, and including the time when Frankenstein came out. Cool. And then it was knocked off the charts by a cover of Goodnight Sweetheart. Yo. <laughs> How good is that? Wow. That people yeah. were like, uh, you heard this new fresh take on Goodnight Sweetheart, that song everyone knows and loves? <laughs> I listened to them and they sound really similar as well. It's <laughs> not even great. like a new new like twist maybe they made a mistake and just like just accidentally thought that that was the old version again they're just like oh yeah the people want to hear this right well we've got yeah. it here and everyone's like no play the old one that we love <laughs> you know oh yeah true tragedy well they just slipped the original into a different like vinyl disc and we're like yeah it's it's a brand new song for you guys mate the original remix mm. uh, just chopped and screwed the old <laughs> classic 1931 jams Uh, amazing 
Speaking of chopped and screwed, this mm. is a movie about a man who... Uh, well, the human equivalent of chopping and screwing and remixing in a way, right? I guess so, yeah. He's an, yeah. Ama- an amalgam of a, of a yeah. man, a creature, yes. Uh, shall, shall we dive into his life and times, Gareth? <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish it was called The Life and Times of Frankenstein. It would be way better, right? It's a lot more yeah. wholesome. You know, It suits I- the movie, actually, really well, considering it is just... Mostly concerned with the reputation of the last name Frankenstein. True. Very true. Yeah. Which, you know, is a name that went very far out of favour after this whole bringing back the dead kind of thing. Yeah. Wait, so there were people, like, named Frankenstein before this? That was just, like, a regular-ass name? I... Oh, I don't think so. I know. I was reading about Mary Shelley, who, by the way, was 19 when she wrote this book. Holy crap. Talent. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She's like the Tyler, the creator of her. She's the Billie <laughs> Eilish of her era. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. She's the bad guy. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I think there was a whole thing in her thing about how she came up with the name Frankenstein. So mm. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure um, it wasn't a popular name. Okay. But either way, yeah. Definitely Germanic in origin because there's a lot of like German vibes yeah. throughout the film. So yeah, they lean into that. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of Frankenstein and name, mm. I think people have tuned into this podcast to hear us decide the definitive, and especially before we discuss the film in length, the definitive naming convention for Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, etc. Okay. Yeah. What do you want to do? Well, well, you know, there's, there's Doc Frankenstein... Old Doc Frankenstein. Yeah. There's also Baron Frankenstein and then Frankenstein's monster. Um, yeah. Baron Frankenstein. And in a way, Doc Frankenstein, it being the son of Baron Frankenstein and being the true monster. Yeah. Is in his own way, Frankenstein's monster. It's true. <laughs> uh, it's so complicated. I think yeah. we're going to go with tradition here and say that there's Frankenstein's monster, separate entity. There's going to be uh, Dr. Frankenstein as his own dude. Who is may or may not be a monster, but uh, he already had an existing title, so we'll stick with that one. Yeah. And then Baron Frankenstein is floating out in the ether, you know, just collecting various wines. <laughs> That's he's my... probably the monster. He was the he was a lame dude. <laughs> yeah, he's concerned with basically one thing and not much else. And mm. yeah, so I'm not a huge fan of Baron Frankenstein, but no, that's all right. Another option would be um, the lyric that plays when we first see Frankenstein move his hand is So They Say. So we could call him So They Say. Mm, yeah, we could. <laughs> you don't love it? I don't love it. There, I'm glad that we have options, though. Yeah. Uh, what about we call one of them Frankie? How oh, about that? Yeah. The like monster's that. Frankie. The monster's Frankie. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Okay. I am now picturing um, Frankie Magazine, which is a yes. very wholesome hipster um, magazine <laughs> in Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> like, all the gals in their, like, nice um, American apparel clothes are all Frankenstein's monsters. Very good. I just yeah. want to start my own rival magazine called The Wholesome Hipster. And oh, it's just like, yeah. just, like, the most arcane uh, cover. It's like, it comes in tweed only, the, the whole magazine. <laughs> Oh, the sound of that page turning. Yeah. It's very grippy. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my gosh! Before we go much further, should we just should we just uh, dive on into the to the proper the meat and potatoes of Sink Floyd's prime uh, succulent content, Gareth? And yeah, the brain of our stitch together body, <laughs> the criminal's Finding brain <laughs> that we share. Um, <laughs> Let's, Let's do it. How did Frankenstein 1931 sync with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon? Three, two, one, go. Uh, speak to me, baby. It's classic times. Here we go. There's, I do love that this film starts with a little warning uh, from mm. uh, from the character, is it uh, Walford comes out and tells us? He's like, Ooh, it's like I it's didn't a, realize he showed up again. I think it's the same guy. I'm not entirely sure. I could be wrong. But um, yeah, he comes out and gives us a wee friendly warning. He's like, don't get too spooked, audience. Yeah. You're this... allowed to leave if you get too spooked. Yeah, this one's going to be an oogie boogie. <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need to relax. I wish more films started this way. I guess there wasn't the like um, parental advisory board kind of thing existing yeah. at the time. And they just had to do this at the top of movies that were going to be uh ooky spooky you know yeah i don't know it reminds me a lot like i didn't realize the old simpsons halloween episodes used to always do this as well start with marge coming out from behind a curtain the same way and saying it was going to be scary nice and that's probably, one of those things i didn't realize would be a reference yeah probably a direct call out to this that's sweet yeah. um yeah this movie was they were definitely just concerned it would be too scary yeah like, everyone was involved like yeah it was they were worried like and even the reviews when they came out people were scared of this movie oh man yeah. i mean it was probably quite shocking for the time right like what other Heck scary yeah. stuff had come out before this not that much that yeah, i can think, I think of dracula and then a couple like european yeah. things like nosferatu okay yeah so they yeah, weren't used but... to seeing it people got scared at like a train as like the first <laughs> thing on the on the cinema thing it's just like a train, train coming that comes to the camera yeah they were like i love that story i'm gonna get run down by a goddamn train <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna get out they of this a theater. train in the cinema how they do that how they getting up there on that big screen i don't know why all these attendees are like hicks <laughs> for some reason but whatever um uh yeah so i do like that this uh little intro bit plays over uh speak to me and we just have the heartbeats ramping up mm. as he's given us the warning he's like oh i can feel my heartbeat a racing underneath yeah. this as i'm i'm ready to i'm amped to get spooked um, yeah it was really nice and also the fact we were watching a man speak to me yeah true speak to me very good yeah actually yeah great point not a lot of speaking to me at the start of the film usually uh <laughs> no yeah I, i'm usually just hype about seeing space or something like that but <laughs> yeah that's a sync right off the bat so oh, yeah nice one frankie um it's yeah so we get breathe kicking in as the title card is on screen there's like that hangs on screen for a really long time and yeah. then we've got like um the opening uh credits as well with all the different characters but like the background of this is like a bunch of swirling eyes <laughs> which yes, is yeah awesome <laughs> and it, it goes quite well like it would be your windows media player loop of oh yeah during breathe it's really nice yeah i don't think i don't think this has anything to do with frankenstein but i do love it as a, yeah. a visual um yeah yes uh quick shout out to james whale for directing it good on him and also uh the monster is credited to question mark here yes. in the intro as well we don't know who that monster is they just got a real ass monster in <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah anyway um yeah. i love when movies do this i think um 
Oh, some one of the like bad Hannibal movies does it as well. It just doesn't credit one of the main actors. Bad Hannibal. <laughs> In case you didn't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. What uh, if that was how I differentiated um, movies with Hannibal Lecter and movies starring Hannibal Burris? That would be good. I mean, yeah. Hannibal Burris also kind of bad. Um, kind of a nasty landlord man these days. Really? Yeah, shout-outs to you, Hannibal. You you need to reel it in, mate. <laughs> Whoa, I had no idea. I thought he was... Oh. Yeah, no, he I like... Know. Who's... I mean, obviously, the serial killer's the bad one, but... He, yeah. like, bought a bunch of property and started renting it out to people and then just complains all the time about bad tenants. And it's like, come on, man. Wow. Have some chill. That's very tone-deaf in this, like, day and age. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he oh. might have gotten better since then, but that's the last I heard of old Hannibal. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, the movie starts out with uh, some folks attending a funeral. Um, it's like a, quite a weird looking set where everyone's gathered in the graveyard, right? There's like a, a spooky skeleton gravestone. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the goddamn like clergyman here is carrying this enormous like sensor slash lantern thing. Um, it looks like a weapon out of Dark Souls, this thing. Like a huge <laughs> bludgeon that I have to face off against this uh, this cleric man in some kind of boss fight. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I wanted to say about him. <laughs> I, just, I just was real into that at the top of the show. Uh, but yeah. You're like, gaming hands just started twitching. You were like, I've got yeah. to take this guy down. My instincts took over and I just <laughs> punched through my laptop screen. Um, oh no. <laughs> That's not even how you play video games. <laughs> it is on Dark Souls. Uh, yeah, the so the doctor is here. Old Doc Frankenstein is here, and his yeah. assistant. Uh, they're watching from like outside the gate, waiting, biding their time, and everyone just sort of trails off at the end of the um, end of the funeral. There's a fair bit of crying and carrying on, as you do. Yeah. You know, classic funeral vibes. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, there's like a grave digger. Oh, who yes, there's a grave digger. Starts setting up. And that he starts doing his thing, do, digging a hole over Dig That Hole. Get the yeah. sun. He's after that sun. I wrote that in full caps and scrawled it bigger than... It pretty much took up most of the page when I saw that happen. I was so excited. Yeah, man. Not only that, this gravedigger continues on with the sinks and that uh, he lights up a wee pipe and it's uh, race towards an early grave as well. Ni- nicotine kills, kids. Uh, <laughs> look out. Um, don't smoke that tobacco. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a very preachy podcast this time. Um, and then, yeah, he just like heads home over on the run. But yeah. Shout yeah, out to or this- he heads home when um, they say when at last the work is done. Yeah, man. Just shout out to this gravedigger for crushing the sinks. Like, he got yeah. three in, like, the spans of, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Damn. Damn. And then he just walked away and waited until Cocoon came out so he could sink <laughs> some more. <laughs> the same guy? Yeah. Oh, man. That rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, then we've got, uh, yeah, the doctor comes out with his, uh, with his assistant and they get amongst. They start, um... Digging up this coffin to get a body for their, yeah. for their experiments. And they take it away on a little cart, which is very weird. Um, they also <laughs> yeah. grab another guy. They come across a, a guy who's just like hanging from the gallows. 
and there's a sequence where the assistant guy like climbs up and cuts him down with a with a knife um yeah they're like collecting all this stuff unfortunately this the brain of this uh character that was strung up is useless because the yeah. neck was broken and it's all messed up so all they're missing is a brain anyway uh they're pretty dire at the start of the start of the um movie here yeah, it's really, I was really excited because I knew this was a short film and I knew that it was going to, like, I saw it start pretty much halfway. Like, they're already digging, they've almost finished the body. We're not getting any, like, backstory that proves why he wants to do it so much. Yeah, so true. Like, oh, yeah, this is so, this is going to be so fast and, like, action-packed. Yeah. And I was wrong. But... <laughs> we do get some rationalization coming up for what he's doing, yeah, but it's just, sure. like, it's, yeah, it's it's still weird. Um, But, yeah, it, the... They need to get a brain is the is the next step. A cut to uh, the medical college, Gareth. Oh yes. University. Uh, <laughs> Magnum cum corpse or something. I don't know. Um, and yeah, we're here watching uh, a doctor talking away. Um, I think this is our uh, what's his name Mel blah, Mel something. I wrote it down later. Yeah, the um, he's Frankenstein's actual like mentor as well right? yeah his peer and um yeah. and equal scientist type um and yeah he's talking he's given a wee lecture about uh the difference between regular brains and criminal brains yeah. which is super not a thing <laughs> no 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 it is like pointing at different bits of them to be like ah yes a criminal it's kind of wild that they would portray a university and have them just saying this insane stuff. I bet you there were so many people that would have believed this at the time or oh, heard yeah. about it from this movie and been like, that's just how the brain be, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's also so weird that he's just like, and here is a perfect brain. Yeah. It's a perfect I brain. I think he's in love with this brain. I mean, fair enough. It's yeah. better than this worthless criminal brain where it's yeah. just, oh, all messed up on crime. <laughs> you Diminished. do one crime, a whole new lobe grows in your brain. Yeah. It keeps going. I feel like it's like other parts of your lobes just fall off and shrivel away, I think. Yeah. With, with rotted away by crime. Um, that's, that's how police solve most crimes is they follow the bits of lobe. Oh, gross. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's real science don't fact check us that's real science um yeah, I, I've just, I like this fake science yeah it's bloody ridiculous um all the clocks go off here as well yeah amid lecture um unfortunately it's not like the end of the lecture like the bell going off and everyone having to go i wish it were oh, he says thank you gentlemen this class is dismissed oh okay yeah but nice. yeah he doesn't quite dismiss them on exactly the right time yeah maybe yeah okay. he's just slow to react as yeah, often I think these, are. these gentlemen wanted to learn a little more than like most high, uh, high school movies. Yeah. All the students seem like quite enthused by this lecture anyway. They're all like looking yeah. stoked as they leave, having a good old time. Um, it's yeah. very funny that he's just leaving the two brains just sitting there. <laughs> yes. In case anyone else wants to look at them. Yeah, well, come come by after class, have a wee peek at, these, yeah. at this criminal's brain, uh, <laughs> draw a picture take a snapchat for your for your mates 
Um, I don't know. Take a selfie with a brain. Yeah, you know, how often are you going to get to do that? Um, Exactly. Yeah, anyway, it leaves and locks the door, and our friendly Igor-type character, uh, he has a name coming up, but I haven't written it down at this point. Um, Oh, he's Fritz. Fritz, that's right. Um, Yeah. He does a wee sneak in. He's on his master's mission. He's creeping away, and uh, yes, swipes a brain, but he gets spooked by a scary skeleton. (laughs) <laughs> Who is... Like a skeleton is just hanging there, right? Or does it drop down? I, my memory says it drops down, but I yeah, it's so it's like attached by its skull to the ceiling, and but it's like on like kind of a bungee cord kind of apparatus, and so oh. he like knocks into it, and it starts like lurching up and down in a terrifying manner, and yeah. Fritz sees this is like oh crap, and he drops the brain. Um, the jar of brain, and it smashes on the ground, destroying a perfect brain, Gareth. Uh, yeah. Such a shame. Um, so he must resolve, he's like, I know, I'll do an old Fritz's trick and take this criminal brain. <laughs> Luckily, there are two brains here yeah. in the room. Yeah, oh, feel. Second, second brain. Yeah. Also, presumably, Fritz doesn't read that it's a criminal brain, just takes it and it's like, sweet. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I do I do love this uh, bouncing, terrifying uh, medical skeleton in the room. More... So it's like dead center in the lecture hall, what's more. Yeah. Does they have to build this lecture hall around like an old fashioned fun house? Or like <laughs> spook house? Many spooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This skeleton came with the building. It's the four, yeah. it's the man who built it donated his skeleton. <laughs> he put he himself found him in, in one of the walls. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. oh. oh. Oh my, oh my lord. Uh, but yes, um, we cut now to young Elizabeth, uh, the future Mrs. Frankenstein. Um, yes. Uh, who's chilling with another character named Victor Moritz. Uh, who's Very it- confusing because in the book and like in most Frankenstein stuff, it's Victor Frankenstein. Oh my and gosh. Yeah, they've renamed him Henry for some reason. Yeah. And added a different, hotter Victor for his fiance to hang out with. Hell yeah. Shout out to Victor. Like, he's just a guy who exists in this movie to ask questions of various characters to yeah, drive the plot forward. But boy, yeah. does he look great. He's got a, a like, pencil-thin moustache. Oh, um, yeah. And he just is hanging out. He just wants to see what's going on, you know? <laughs> uh, it's very. She's very concerned about um, her husband, um, as you say. Uh, yeah, yeah, Doc Frankenstein, um, who's <laughs> aban- abandoned his yeah. post at the university and is working out in the old world windmill, um, <laughs> and yeah, just trying to get life to happen. It's like mm. she's like he's working really hard, and I know that he cares a lot about his work, but I'm worried, Victor. And Victor's yeah. like, I'm worried too, girl. Which is fair because I think. She says she hasn't seen him in, like, four months. Yeah. She, like, yeah. It's typical scientist stuff, I suppose. But, yeah, yeah she she kind of wants to know what's going on with these experiments that are keeping him away. Uh, because they are due to be married. And she's like, ah, oh, I just want to know why you're working so hard, boy. Um, mm. Victor says that he saw old Doc Frankenstein in the woods. And he was real cagey about what he was up to with his experiments. It was like, oh, he's acting real weird. He wouldn't tell me anything that he was up to. We should go see what's going on. 
And so, yeah, the, she, Elizabeth resolves to go with Victor to check it out. They go to the university to uh, talk with the guy we were talk- who was talking about brains. The same guy. Yeah, brain guy. Brain man. Um, <laughs> brain man, much like Rain Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they they do that. Um, they, they go and see him, and he's talking about uh, Dr. Frankenstein... Uh, is chasing his ambitions to create life. That's his main move. He yeah. want, he needs uh, fresh bodies to complete his work. And they're like, oh, that's fine. You know, like animals, like rats and things, you know, bring them back to life. That'll be show. But the university man's like, no, no, no. He needed human bodies, which is pretty sketch, you know. Yeah, he, he, weird that he just knows all this as well. Yeah, he would have, like, signed the reports or something or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. it got um, Frankenstein kicked out of the university, or he left of his own accord because they couldn't yeah. approve his work, and so he's now operating out of this windmill. Um, as you do. Yeah. Uh, he's not... The guy is not really keen to come along with uh, Victor and Elizabeth here, and he's like, all right, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> he sort of just tags along to find out what's going on and then uh yeah we get the line at the end of uh time far away across the fields as we see the windmill the oh. the old frankenstein workshop yeah. up on the hill looks great love this set well this like painting of a <laughs> windmill <laughs> anyway uh yeah for the fritz and the doc are preparing um for their work to begin they're getting everything in order they've got all kinds of machines set up and we're going into great gig as they're yeah. getting things set up um uh the doc starts talking about the electrical secrets of heaven which i really love yeah. um he's getting... is this when he talks about light or is that yeah, like is that's that... coming up yeah but he's he's real horny for the storm that's coming <laughs> he's very excited uh and he unveils the the head of the monster to Fritz, and he's like, "Ah, that's this brain that you stole from me, boy. It's yeah. in there. It's in there. Great work, young Fritz." Um, and yeah, Fritz is sweet. He's happy about that. <laughs> Fritz is a weird dude, eh? Because he's Hell like, yeah. he's not quite the Igor we know. He's like the proto Igor. Yeah. Because Igor didn't. There was no Igor in the book or anything. So like, Igor is something that's kind of grown through public um imagination yeah he's got the he's got the like some archetype oh god archetypal things (laughs) um that igors have he's got the hunch going he's sort of got like a bowl cut which i feel like could be part of it bad hair anyway is definitely part of it yeah and a man of few words uh (laughs) these are my uh igor statistics that he's racking (laughs) up um this is your like um, stand up thing. It's like if your man's got a hunchback, <laughs> your man's and a bad got a hunchback and a penchant for whips, you might have an ego. <laughs> and everyone goes crazy except for the eagles in the audience. Oh. Like, oh, he's got us again. I just get whipped mercilessly after every <laughs> show. Oh no. Yeah, they find you out of, outside of the club and they just like wave fire near you. Yeah, there you go. That, oh. I, just, I just am backed into the club and that's where I live. That's why I keep going back on stage. Yeah. I'm trapped there by a thousand eagles. from all your hated eagles. Yeah, man. Shout out to my haters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got um, 
Yeah, we check on, on the electrics and stuff. They're firing them all off, we're preparing for the thunderstorm that's coming. Um, he says it's going to be ready in about 15 minutes. <laughs> the storm is going to be at, yeah. its, at its zenith. And uh, when bloody, there's a sudden knock at the door. And we're like, what? And the, the great gig reacts in kind. It gets to the more chill, slow down part of yeah, great it's gig. Yeah, as as who could be at the door? Um, yeah, it's our university doctor friend and the and Elizabeth and Victor who are all here. Yeah. Um, and uh, first of all, Fritz goes down and checks them out, and he's like, "Oh, go away! The doctor yeah, will not see busy. you." Um, but the doctor looks out the window and sees that Elizabeth is with them, and he's like, "All right, fine, I'll let you in." Um, and yeah, he says he'll give them shelter from from the storm at very least as we get into the end of great gig yeah nice yeah and then this is so like it feels really like wacky rom-com like yeah oh no my wife and my teacher and my like rival are all here and i've got to hide my dead bodies yeah you may think i'm crazy yeah <laughs> he ca- he does a lot of monologuing about whether or not he's crazy yes yeah um, which is which i don't know if that's a good sign i think if you're doing that this is my bad stand-up. Yeah. You might be a crazy. You might be a mad scientist. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like crazy, am I? Well, I'll see if I'm crazy. The amount of times... The more times you have to question whether you are crazy, the more likely you are to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, anyway, he's like, fine. I'll invite you all up. You can all see what I'm up to. Come on, let's go. <laughs> they all come up. <laughs> All come up the stairs and see all his weird electronics and stuff. Gets everyone to have a seat. And then, yeah, he starts talking about the the ultraviolet ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I loved. I loved the idea that um, there is a ray of light or a spectrum of light that exists beyond ultraviolet. And that is the light that can give life to things. Potentially, like, God rays. The rays of God, yeah. right? Breathing light into, into bodies. And in essence, he's pictured the Dark Side of the Moon album cover. Yeah. Where one ray of light hits the prism and turns into several. Then he's added a second prism that's turned it into this god light. Yeah, his version of the of the album cover has two prisms. And yeah. it's super confusing. And then there's, at the end, on the far right, there's a small image of Frankenstein. <laughs> Yeah. And at the bottom of the album cover is the doc just swimming around in money, Scrooge McDuck style. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the new deluxe version of this album. Yeah, the double. And it's going to be a nightmare to fit into your record collection. The double length EP. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pink Floyd put out a version of the album that's just um, one. It goes through the album once and then goes up to us and them so you can f- sync it exactly with Frankenstein and they're like yeah it's a brand new brand new album guys yeah it's fine that's sweet it even comes with Frankenstein on the disc you know yeah yeah like back masked onto it somehow <laughs> oh man uh, uh yeah but he's have, going crazy about these rays talking about the light um it's it's very good it's it's a great monologue yeah <laughs> it's very intense and yeah, he's hyped. This is again something they invented, this idea, because in... Man, I'm bragging that I've read a Wishbone version of the book today, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, if it's given you the knowledge ready for a podcast, I don't see why you should be ashamed. Uh, I just distinctly remembered it being the actual book, and then I, like, there's no record of this Wishbone book 
anywhere except for like <laughs> deep and goodreads.com. And that's oh when I like, looked up and I realized it wasn't the proper book. It was like a really abridged version with wishbone stories in between. So good. I, all yeah. I want is for you to like accidentally get one fact wrong that's specific to the wishbone <laughs> book. You'd like accidentally describe one character as a dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a big difference. Um, Wishbone, I mean, Frankenstein never talks about his tail. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. The book says it was wagging the whole time. (laughs) Oh, no. That's all I want. Yeah. That sounds right to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the plan is to put life into this body that he's created. It never had life to begin with. It's an amalgam of other bodies that he's put together with a criminal's brain. Um, And yeah. It's, it's it's getting started with the experiment. They just sort of launch into it uh, as uh, Money Solo starts up. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, launches the <laughs> the body into the air, um, like up on a, a gurney style thing, uh, lifted up into the storm. Classic. We don't actually get to see um, anything going on with Frankenstein up there. We just sort of get some flashing lights and. Yeah. And all the witnesses sort of cowering in fear. They're going like, oh, no. But we sort of have to believe that stuff's happening up there. Um, yeah. Do you reckon it was A, budget limitations, B, censorship, or D, or, D, or C, um, <laughs> like they were trying to do like a Jaws thing before Jaws and just leave it to your imagination? Uh, probably combination of B and C if it, if I had to choose of those options. Yeah, I feel you like know. they wouldn't have they would have tried to make it look cool. Yeah, despite budget, so it would be a different reason. I mean, it works. Like it's it's no it's no problem. Like special effects kind of hard to do at this time. The electricity yeah. firing off looks bloody great, honestly. If this is real, like Heck electrical yeah. charge firing through or like Tesla coil kind of technology, it looks sick on the screen. You I know? think it is. I think they actually borrowed a Tesla coil from, uh, if he was old, oh, like the estate of Tesla. Man, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it looks great. So uh, all this technology stuff, I'm I'm buying it anyway. Um, but yeah. yeah, he comes on back down, and uh, yeah, we as we get into the verse again, um, he's like yelling out that it's alive. The classic line, you know. Here we go. Yes. It's alive. He just sort of sees it over and over and over again, which I didn't realize. Yeah, he like builds it up. It's really nice. Yeah. It's a good performance for sure, but I yeah. didn't I didn't expect him to say it like seven times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, like it's as we get uh, um, the the outro of the song also repeating in the same kind of manner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just sort of repeats the the line away as he's saying alive. It's alive. So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, away from being dead. I don't know. Yeah. Life. Yeah, sweet. Um, but yeah. And then this scene inexplicably just ends. That's it. Like, yeah. This is when the most exciting stuff would happen. Like, everyone being like, whoa, you've made life. What yeah. What are you going to do with it? No, and, no uh, one has any questions ends. about any yeah. of this. It's just like, okay, we're good. That was that. We've go. done that Frankenstein bit. Now let's go and check in with his dad. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we Elizabeth and Victor now go and visit Baron Frankenstein, who is this curmudgeonly old. Um, oh, how would you describe this dude? Uh, like a little bit. I don't know. It feels really mean. Like I don't mean this as anything about his weight. Just his whole personality is very roly poly. Fair. 
Yeah. I'm getting like big Winston Churchill vibes from him, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but his dad's such a dick. He's like sassing him constantly about yeah. whether he's like, ah, oh, this, what is he? He's good for nothing, son. What is he doing with his experiments? Got kicked out of the university. Bloody hate him. Um, yeah. And yeah, he thinks he has another woman on the go. He doesn't think that he's yeah. not up to anything untoward. He's just like, ah, oh, I bet he's cheating on you, Elizabeth. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not why I came here, but. Yeah. I mean, I know I would. <laughs> uh, the next, another character just bloody shows up. Um, a guy, the Burgermaster, Vogel. Yeah. Um, who I, Burgermaster, I'm pretty sure, is like the leader of the town. Um, yeah. Or like the mayor. Kind I had of to look it up because I was like, I want to be a Burgermaster. <laughs> yeah. Master of the Burg, right? Like, oh. yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah. And yeah, they just he just comes in uh, to ask about the wedding. He's just like, when's this wedding going to happen? Presumably, Baron Frankenstein is like the big money person in the town. Um, and so like the like he lives in the manor house and everyone sort of gathers around him uh, because he's yeah, got the money. So. Um, and so this is like a big deal kind of wedding that's on the horizon. And so the mayor bloody comes around to check in on it. Um, and yeah, the <laughs> it just sort of brushes him off immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wish like, I hadn't given the mayor keys to my estate. <laughs> right? This yeah. poor guy just sort of comes in. He's like, is there going to be a wedding? And the Baron's like, fuck off. And that's <laughs> yeah, it. Much. Um, and yeah, his whole motivation is like, I'm going to go visit my son and tell him to stop seeing this other woman that doesn't yeah. exist. Um <laughs> But sweet, it's such a non sequitur kind of scene after coming off of Frankenstein being created, right? or Frankie, yeah. young Frankie. Sorry. Um, oh man, it's it was whiplash for me. <laughs> really weird. Um, Another movie which was very good and tonally consistent. Yes. The sensation. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, bizarre. Yeah, so weird. I think it really shows nineteen thirties values that it was like. I think your standing in the community was a lot more important back then. Yeah. Or, like, it was the biggest thing to be worried about. Like, oh, you've created life, you've defied God. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as Whatever. the Burgermaster doesn't find it. <laughs> yeah, the true horror of Frankenstein is cheating on your wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we cut back to the scientist lads up in the windmill uh, doing a bit of science. Old Walton is here. Um, yeah. talking about this creature's dangerous it's scary um, and Henry, Henry's like nah it's fine it's chill Dr. Frankenstein yeah he's, he's saying you'd, you'd lack ambition Walden I'm going even further beyond I've created life so you can shut up like <laughs> yeah uh, fair enough um, it would be a good way to win any argument like oh yeah I created life so so whatever dude um yeah it's like I saved Latin for the 1930s <laughs> yeah um he also says that he wishes to discover what eternity is which is kind of wild like that's yeah. the next step for him after creating life like he just enters the infinite I love it like what does that mean what does that look like to Dr. Frankenstein yeah that would be an awesome sequel as him and his and Frankie, his creation, then go to the spirit realm and, like, yeah, check man. that out. That's what I hope the movie I, Frankenstein is about, but it super isn't. <laughs> have you seen I, Frankenstein? I have not, no. I have seen I, Frankenstein. 
Is it about it Frankenstein is, entering the infinite? It pretty much is. It's Buck Wild. <laughs> All right. So the idea is it's like a sequel to the hit book Frankenstein. Uh-huh. And it's like takes place immediately after the book ends, which the book ends very different to the movie. Oh, real? Because um, okay. I've read the Wishbone version. Yeah, whoa, hey. Um, <laughs> and then, like, as soon as he's, like, had a chat with um, his, you know, with the doctor, um, Frankie gets visited by two demons and then oh. defeats them and is visited by two gargoyles. What? Okay. Yeah. The gargoyles... Um, yes, this is all something. So I saw this movie... Pretty much nine, no, uh, when did it come out? Like seven years ago, pretty much to the day I saw it cool. on Valentine's Day. Nice. Um, and I had to look it up after I saw this because I was like, what was the, the gargoyles? Yeah. And yeah, then he's just like, he goes to the modern age and just oh. like fights demons to help out the gargoyles. Oh my God. It's pretty much was the end of Aaron Eckhart being cool because Aaron Eckhart plays I Frankenstein. Well, there you go. Yeah, like, that'll do it. Like, you, yeah. you listen to the advice from some gargoyles one time, and <laughs> it all goes wrong, you know? You cross the wrong demon in Hollywood, and <laughs> yeah. it'll bite you. Um, there you go. It's a cautionary tale, I, Frankenstein. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's not I the movie. Think... We're just doing regular Frankenstein, Gareth. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. Sorry, you had more to say on that? No, I, I didn't. I think... <laughs> I think they wanted it to be like an entire cinematic world, like wow. that dark universe that they tried to get going with um, Tom Cruise fighting the mummy. Wow, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, that'd be sweet. Is it, that would tie in? Oh my god. I think so, I don't know. Okay, they just find Frankenstein sealed up in an Egyptian tomb, because why not? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh sorry, I followed a gargoyle in here and it fits me. <laughs> Yeah, and Tom Cruise is like, oh, Frankenstein. <laughs> and that's the name of the movie, Oh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh. What about an I, Frankenstein um, franchise where it just goes through every letter of the alphabet? <laughs> There's 26 movies. Yeah, coming up, J, Frankenstein. <laughs> J, Frankenstein. It's like a lot more loose and it's just him. It stars Cheech and Chong as well. Oh, yeah. That sounds way better. Yeah. I'm back on board. Back on the <laughs> franchise. I directed that one, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jay Frankenstein, this summer, it's not just his skin that's green. <laughs> Too good. Oh my gosh. Let's move He's on. Scared of fire, but not scared of this blaze. <laughs> oh no. They just keep waving joints in his face, and he's like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my god. But then he mellows out as the yeah. movie progresses. And it's just a, oh. a chill vibe. Good times. Uh, okay, where the hell are we? Um, um, oh, they're talking about... Don't they... The monster... They get to see the monster now, right? Yeah, so... Yeah, the monster comes out of the... He comes on down the stairs. Uh, there's a little bit more about them, like, talking about how there's a, they used a criminal brain... <laughs> in the monster oh yeah like, he finds out it was a criminal brain eh? yes only evil can come of this says Waltham Waldem so you know but Henry's like whatever man created life shut up yeah. uh, and really this criminal brain takes away all of the kind of ambiguity of Frankenstein yeah like the movie and uh, the wishbone book it like 
because the idea that, you know, you don't know if it was the way he was treated that made him evil or such and such. It's really the 1930s version of, um, of Artemis Fowl. <laughs> oh, no. All the moral ambiguity has gone. It's just like, yeah. yeah, good and evil. That's it. Pretty Here's much. a weird film. Yeah. No, it's, it is a, such a shame because like Frankenstein plays so much better as a character when he's a tragic figure, right? The Frank, yes. Frankie, I mean. And, and also Dr. Frankenstein to some extent, um, and that they're like victim, like he's a victim of his own ambition and Frankie is a, a monster born unto the world that he didn't want to exist. And I think like, yeah. that's a more interesting angle that they sort of touch into in this movie a little bit. Um, I feel like they don't mean to, but Boris Karloff, who plays Frankie is so good yeah. that you just project all the stuff into him. Yeah, it could well be the case. But anyway, yeah. I think that would land better to a modern audience. But, you know, it's a product of the time, I suppose. Um, yeah. But yeah, the monster comes on uh, down the stairs and comes to visit the master. Uh, and he enters the room backwards, which is a power move. Um, yeah. Like sort of moonwalks into the room and then <laughs> and then about faces. And we see his, there's a close-up crash zoom on his face. And yeah. he's just like crossing his eyes for no real reason um yeah he's got a lot of like heavy eye makeup on i think yeah true that's doing this he's not like staring down the lens though he's definitely like looking yeah. vacant um but yeah yeah it's a weird one but here he is what did you boy. think of seeing like the frankenstein that started because this was what started the idea of this is what frankenstein's monster looks like yeah like how did how do you reckon? What do you reckon? I think it looks great. Like the makeup yeah. and everything looks awesome. Um, I think if this was supposed to be a scary moment, but I super wasn't scared. Like, it's just like, <laughs> there it is. There's our boy title character. Yeah, I've been waiting to see you. Mic drop. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think uh, it was supposed to play scary at the time. But again, it's just, just so much history layered onto it that I couldn't possibly be scared by his introduction. I don't think. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, anyway, I was, I was happy to see him. There he is. He just goes, sits down in a chair um, in time with the final crescendo of us and them solo. Like the very yeah. final note of the solo playing is him sitting down, which I like. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, they open, there's a really weird bit where they like open the skylight window or like an upwards, upper window in the windmill to show the light outside, presumably the moon, unknown, um, and the monster just sort of raises his arms into the sky, Christ-like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this is for, but it's great. And it freaks out the guys, so they shut the window and Frankenstein just sort of lowers his arms. Yeah. Embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, embarrassed. It's like, oh no, you guys were excited by the sun. I'm cool. Yeah. It was him seeing I'm Jay Frankenstein. Him seeing the sky for like probably the first time in his life, other than his yeah. like a birth moment when he was outside, you know? Oh man. Crazy. Yeah. I That's do, a good point. I do love it though. I do love the image of him raising his arms into the air. I feel like yeah. this this should be used more often for things. Um But yeah. He's like it's not like the typical way that frankenstein walks as well like sticking his arms out forwards as he walks which he, i don't think he does very much in this movie no i don't think at all i think he like he definitely has the incredibly stiff arms yeah which i think was built into his 
a costume. His, wow. His arms were made extra heavy. His legs were as well. Huh. So that's like a real mission to lift your legs. That's cool. That's a nice note yeah. for like the actor. Yeah. Heck yeah. Actually, the amount of makeup and like weird costumes they had on this guy. Boris Karloff is the reason they now have the Screen Actors Guild. Holy like, crap. He was like, we need protection. Otherwise people are going to... Because he did 16 hour days. Whoa. In this outfit, after five hours of putting the makeup on. Holy crap. No, that's... Yeah, yeah I can see why that would start, like, unionization. <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah. Our boy... Um, uh, we get into any colour you like, and our boy the monster, Frankie, he gets freaked out by a lit torch, which is being carried by Fritz the assistant. Very scared yeah. of fire. Not at all explained why he's scared of fire. I always thought no. this was like part of the mythos with Frankenstein, but he super is. He's afraid of fire. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's spooked. And so they tie, they goes to attack Fritz and they tie him up and throw him in the cellar. The poor yeah. Frank, poor Frankie where Fritz just goes down there and starts mercilessly whipping Frankie for no reason. Yeah. What is what is this for? <laughs> is Fritz just jealous? He's just being a jerk. Like he's getting all the attention now? Maybe. He's like, I made yeah. a new better Fritz. Get <laughs> yeah. out of here, old Fritz. I will call you <laughs> new Fritz. But no. Yeah, like it's it's so weird that he whips him. Like Frankie did nothing wrong. Maybe it's just like he's treating him like a caged animal kind of thing, but Yeah, maybe Fritz is finally just happy that he's got someone like lower down on his like pyramid than him yeah anyway it doesn't pay off for fritz uh, no. <laughs> we hear screams from this from the cellar we did note in b we watched this movie with sound well i did because yes, same. because there's no little to no soundtrack and there there is uh, music that plays at some points but it, it doesn't it's not like there's a sweeping score over the movie or whatever most of the time it's just dialogue um and so it was pretty, yeah. pretty ripe for playing with sound in the background, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was really exciting, like, actually hearing things. Yeah. It was a bit of a shame because I had to keep, like, fiddling with... Con with uh, it was like a bad DJ. I was just crossfading <laughs> one to the other to try to figure it out. Because, like, this movie would just get real loud at some point. So oh, yeah. Actually, like, impossible to hear. Yeah, hard to hear the Floyd going on in the background, yeah. Mm. Uh, the, the only way is to just blast for Floyd the whole time. And yeah. just uh, try and pick up on the dialogue like you're at a party where floyd are like playing right next to your face yeah and, and you're trying to chat to your friend frankenstein yeah my friend doc frankenstein what are you working yeah. on what what are you working on mate haven't seen you since you dropped out of school who's ray why do you keep talking about ray <laughs> yeah anyway uh yeah poor fritz well, not really. Fuck Fritz. He dies. <laughs> yeah. He screams sucks. out, and but it's too late. He's been hung with his own bloody whip, and serves him right. Shouldn't have been whipping yeah. Frankie for no reason, you jerk. But anyway, it's the product of the criminal brain that this monster has committed a crime. Oh, it's no good. So they lock him away in the cellar. They sort of just leave Fritz in there as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. they... The doctor tries to, like, rationalize his creation's behavior to uh, the university guy, Walden. And, um, yeah, it tries to but uh, he tries to convince him to kill the monster. He's like, you got to kill it! You created life, you've done it. You can publish a paper. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
yeah, you've got the results. You can, uh, yeah, take it out. Uh, that's the move. Um, but they resolve to uh, drug it. Old Mate Waltham carries a syringe of, like, uh, <laughs> horse tranquilizer or something with him. And, uh, Just at all times, as you do. Yeah, okay, dude. Um, but yeah, they sort of trick it into... They trick the monster, poor Frankie, out into the open with a, with a torch. Uh, aggravating him with the torch, dragging him towards the doctor. And then, yeah, get him in the back with the with the old syringe. The classic rope-a-dope move. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, the, the monster like even goes to strangle the doctor, but, uh, yeah, luckily the drug kicks in at a certain point, um, on his dead flesh and it goes down. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if tranquilizer would work on like a, a undead body. Maybe it's hard. This is the kind of thing I think about. <laughs> <laughs> Casual necromancy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, guess, like they've used science like as we understand it yeah to bring this life back so that it is functioning as a living body i guess it would work yeah yeah probably would have the same effect on like nerve endings etc but i don't know i don't know i'm not yeah. a i'm not a doctor i'm not a scientist i only know about no. sinks sinks and floyds that's all i do um <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it is at this point where uh, the, our doc's father, the Baron, arrives with Elizabeth at yeah. the at the windmill again to check in on him. <laughs> Poor timing. And so they they drag the monster back into the cellar with the dead body that's still hung up there. It's like a comedy of errors happening here. Yeah, exactly. Even more so than the previous comedy of errors scene. I wonder if they knew this would be funny, or like this would uh, be something that plays for laughs later. I don't know. I hope so because it's pretty great. <laughs> Just yeah, like, did they foresee Weekend at Bernie's? Yeah, reminded me a lot of Clue actually, where they're like trying to like avoid certain rooms. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. Anyway, br- brain damage starts up as we get the the Baron just sort of like being a bastard, curmudgeon, angry old man. Um. And yeah, he's like, I've come to take you away from here, son. You're caught up in your work. Yeah. Like, you're probably banging another broad. I don't know. Yeah. Come on back home to my manor house where you have everything. Uh, get from this weird windmill that you're hanging yeah. out in. Um, and yeah, it's... We but... have wind at home. <laughs> We've got wind. We've got servants that can bring wind to you. Yeah. You need not a mill. <laughs> You need not a mill. Um, but unfortunately, the doctor just sort of faints. I think presumably, like, from the uh, asphyxiation from um, uh, his creation strangling him earlier. Yeah. It's just, like, short of breath, freaking out. His dad's here. <laughs> you know? Maybe a panic attack. I don't know. Sort of goes down anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, as we get into Eclipse. And, yeah, they wake him up with a bit of brandy. The old classic, uh, this, I presume this is how the Baron wakes up every day. Like, yeah, with, with a s- pours brandy into his sleeping mouth. And he just sort of shoots awake with a shock <laughs> of alcohol. That's like the only way. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's the Frankenstein way. And so, yeah, they wake him on up and they take him away. And there we go. Um, Waldem says, I'll, I'll take care of the, the monster, winky face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah no one thinks anything of that and it's sweet um 
Uh, yeah, so he goes to m- destroy the monster painlessly. He has uh, Frankie tied to a gurney. Um, well, like, sort of just sitting on it, actually. Passed out still from the tranquilizer drug. And yeah. uh, as we get into the end of playthrough one, uh, we're getting the heartbeats, right, at the end of the album, and then silence. And this is when our boy Frankie wakes up mid-surgery and strangles Waltham to death. Yeah. Dramatic. Terrifying. His little eyelids sync quite well with the um with the heartbeat sounds. Yeah, man. It's but it, then it kind of just feels like this murder happens over some silence. It's real sinister, eh? Yeah. It's it's great stuff. Um and then yeah, he sort of just like dashes awkwardly out into the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. Um we cut back to henry and elizabeth on the idyllic estate grounds this looks Mm. like renaissance painting shit where they're just chilling in these chairs surrounded by like greyhounds and grapes and palm fronds (laughs) they're having a grand old time surrounded by dogs (laughs) it's hilarious (laughs) it's very wishbone um (laughs) yeah well wishbone would only be one dog yeah true there's which one is wishbone <laughs> identify wishbone in the scene if you can um yeah it's like an extra for experts homework um yeah uh henry yeah he goes over to elizabeth he's like oh i regret my actions darling i will wed you soon whenever whenever you want as soon as possible let's get married oh my gosh um and yeah the baron um so they do that Elizabeth's like, sweet, yeah. let's get married like tomorrow. And they do. They cut to the ceremony. Uh, the Baron hands out traditional orange blossoms, which are a thing in the Frankenstein household, like an heirloom uh, item that he's been handing oh, yeah. out. It's kind of weird. Surely a flower wouldn't last this long. Maybe it's just like a thing that they grow them and then hand them out as like a corsage. Yeah. I don't know. Or they keep bringing them back to life. Whoa, it's the same flower. Yes. Frankenflower. Um, yeah, maybe. Unknown. Um, but yeah, they have a glass of wine in celebration over, and we're listening to Breathe, and it's all good vibes here. Yeah. So it's wedding time. Breathe is playing. They give some wine to the servants, and that's yeah. all chill. They, they Because all... the wine's supposed to be really bad, right? It's like really old. Like it's yeah. it's it's the Baron's grandmother or grandfather, I can't remember which, uh, who had the wine. So it's like 200 years old. <laughs> Probably tastes disgusting. But um, yeah. anyway, they all share it. And yeah, but everyone's kind of stoked. And then, yeah, party times out in the streets. Everyone's getting amongst yeah. in this wedding. It's people in like lederhosen dancing around. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, we're having to frantically turn the volume down on our Frankenstein to like yeah have two songs playing turn that down and turn up on the run it's a real cacophony of sound yeah um the baron comes out and tells everyone that there's plenty of beer and everyone cheers yeah (laughs) which is sweet um yeah it's a huge deal the wedding they've got like 50 to 100 extras just grooving away in the streets gosh i would have loved to have been one of the 1930s groovers yeah man be sweet great times um (laughs) then we cut back to old frankie who's just sort of wandering around in the underbrush um near a hunter's house we see we see a hunter and his daughter 
uh, Maria, and he's like, I'm going to go out and check the traps, and then I'll come back and we'll go to the wedding. It'll be sweet. I got to do yeah. my got to do my job, do my due diligence. You stay here, Maria, and play with your cat. She's got like a tiny kitten with her. Yeah. Uh which I didn't notice at first, but then I saw it uh later on when they're down at the river. But yeah, she's just got a like a little cat with her. Very cute. Um Oh yes. And yeah, uh so the hunter goes away and she sees the monster. Uh old mate Frankie comes out and they don't, she doesn't freak out. She's like, oh, will you play with me? Very innocent. And yeah. they sort of hand off flowers. They exchange flowers, you know, as yeah. as you do. <laughs> the equivalent it's exchange. It's a classic flower game. Yeah, you know. And uh, Frankie, Frankie's bloody loving it. He's having a great yeah. time. Um, it's, it's really adorable. This is like the, um, the kind of thing I wish there was more of, honestly. This like childlike wonderment at the world that frankenstein mm. should have um he takes the game a little far though because she starts throwing um water no starts throwing the flowers into the water and they float along that's great and so he does that it's great and then he's like well i'm gonna throw the girl in the water yeah <laughs> he takes it to the next step and it's no good she can't swim uh and she drowns <laughs> The poor, poor Frankie's uh, face falls and he just sort of runs away. <laughs> it's really yeah. tragic, honestly. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, I don't it's think. It's interesting because we get there's no um, question that it was a, like an accident. Yeah. But like this was so controversial. This scene, like it's awful. This is yeah. The reason it's so short and weird and kind of trimmed down and like you don't see like her land in the water or anything is just like. They did not want this scene in a movie. Man. Yeah. That's... And it's so funny, though, because, like, they had to reshoot it, I think, because, like, the censors were angry. The little girl was so tired and didn't want to Aww. do it. And they're like, we'll give you your favorite snack if Aww. you... <laughs> to get you drowned again. And... Yeah. <laughs> and she, she did it, and she got two dozen hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> two dozen... <laughs> Yeah. As a snack, girl. A snack. <laughs> That's a lot of eggs. Right? You know the saying... levels. There's the saying, no man can eat 50 eggs. Yeah. But a young girl can eat 12. <laughs> man, that's insane. That's what I've always said. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so my read on the scene is that it's... Yeah, the, the monster doesn't know. He takes the game too far and doesn't understand what he's doing. But the the movie would have you believe that this is a result of his criminal brain, probably, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's very um of mice and men. I don't know if you've read the wishbone version of that. I haven't. No. <laughs> Where one of the men is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the men and all of the mice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the mice are played by dogs. <laughs> like this is way hard. Why didn't you just make these mice? Nah. Of mice and dogs. Of men and dogs and mice. <laughs> of dog and dog. Yeah, oh no. Um, but yeah, and that, um, like, a character who's quite innocent, doesn't know his own strength and kills somebody. Mm. And, like... But, like, that could have come out way before this. And, like, yeah. there's no... It plays in the moral grey area in a way that this film is, like, terrified to try to do. Yeah, not at all prepared for. I mean, probably, yeah. again, and as you say, the senses were, like, furious about this whole thing even existing in a film. Probably wasn't, yeah. like, ready for that kind of read on the scene 
at all. So no, kind there of was fair. a review that came out about this movie um, that. Uh, they said, like, you'll like this kind of movie where a girl drowns if you like going to funerals. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> what is this intense journalism? <laughs> they've like Very judgy. They've drawn like uh five ear horns after that. <laughs> on the <laughs> yeah. headline. Oh, just the shock jocks of the time in the local yeah. newspaper, you know. <laughs> Oh, oh the shock shock newspapers. <laughs> I guess the wireless existed, right, in 1931? Yeah. Yeah, they're just like on, on the radio <laughs> talking about <laughs> Frankenstein. You won't believe this. <laughs> and then they Morse code someone to like play a prank on them. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Morse, Morse pranks. <laughs> yeah. They spend, like, hours decoding it, and it's just, like, is your refrigerator running? Oh, man. Yeah. And they're like, what's a refrigerator? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, sinks for this. The, the crash sound and On the Run um, only plays over them throwing flowers into the water. Yeah. Uh, and the clocks go off after the drowning scene as well. So... It's the clocks sort of go off mid uh, knee slapping lederhosen laden uh, dance sequence that's playing out in the town. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, more whiplash. You see a girl drown, and then it's just dudes dancing in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. I feel like that's the real problem. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the clocks going off over that. So not crazy about the sinks there. But... No, I am proud of myself though because I've noticed. I never noticed continuity errors. And, like, I have to be told about them. Uh, Maria's cat just completely vanishes. I think it, like, like, wanders off, right? Or he's in her arms, and then, like, with no time for him to vanish, he's out of her arms. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Unless it's what um, AJ, when he was on the show, was talking about, where we don't have the audio to cover a continuity (laughs) error, so we see it way more, like, abruptly. It's possible, yeah. There's just, like, some foley sound of a cat going, meow! And then, like, yeah. little, like, poor pads. I sounds. gotta get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> roll. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> this guy looks like bad muse. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> We cut back to the dancing going on. Henry and Elizabeth uh, meet before the wedding. Very bad luck. Um, yeah. Elizabeth's wearing a her wedding dress and like a weird like bonnet thing instead of a veil. Looks kind of whack, but you know, fair enough. Mm. Um, <laughs> the latest fashioned <laughs> burns from James. Yeah, I don't know. Nineteen thirty-one. You need to step up your game. What is this yeah. bonnet business about? I don't know. Um, she gets Sink Floyd's not wear it of the week. Yeah, absolutely. All the all the bridesmaids look great though. They've all got like little hats on. They look sweet. Yeah. They look way better. Why didn't she get a hat, man? Come on. Um <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, they meet up and Elizabeth's worried, she's like, something bad's gonna happen. I don't know what's I don't have any reason for why I'm upset, but I sure yeah. am. Doctor, The Dr. Waltham, the university friend, hasn't shown up. He's late for the wedding. And Henry's like, oh, that guy's always bloody late. Always leaving <laughs> brains around. Classic. Um, yeah. And yeah, Liz is like freaking out. Basically for no re- real reason, because she's read the script, I guess. Um, yeah, unless she has like some sort of latent psychic power, we're supposed to believe. Oh, yeah. It's really strange. Maybe. Um, but yeah, she suspects that something's up and she's worried yeah. about losing Henry anyway. 
And, and it uh, syncs really nicely to the old dread drums of time as well. Absolutely. Yeah, dread drums is a great term, <laughs> turn of phrase. I hope Have we... I not used that on the show yet? I always write that down in my notes as the dread drums. Dread drums. That's really time good. Time goes clocks, dread drums, song, if you ask me. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's my order of how it happens and which parts scare me the most. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I love that peek behind the curtain of Gareth's notes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's right to be worried because uh, there's suddenly some news at the door and Dr. Waldham has been murdered at the tower, yeah. at the at the windmill. He's not going to make it to the wedding. You update the RSVP. Uh, yeah, he's not someone gonna... else can have his meal. Yeah, plus one, still going to be there. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, they're certain at this point that the monster is somewhere in the house. No reason for this. Um... I guess just like that the monster's like honing in on Henry and trying to find them. This, yeah. I don't know, a, completely irrelevant, but anyway, he's around. Um, so they go. Is that why they lock Elizabeth in the house, in the room? Yeah, for safety oh, reasons, okay. I think. Yeah, they like lock her in and go hunting for the monster. Um, they go all over the house, down to the cellars, etc. But bloody sneaky Frankie, he wasn't in the house at all. Comes through the no. window into Elizabeth's, uh, uh, Elizabeth's room that she's preparing in um yeah it's very like it's kind of comedic how she doesn't see him in the room with him being so slow and him him wandering lumbering around and like doesn't see or hear him uh anyway she lets she finally sees him when he gets close and she lets out like a scream and he lets out this like little snarl sound mm. i really want to analyze the sound he just sort of goes like <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is i guess supposed to be scary but it's not very intense it's not like I a guess big it's... roar or anything yeah it's probably a complicated like i don't know if actors get briefs on the sounds they have to make but like because he's got to show that his character is still sympathetic but also scary mm. and also as scared as as she is, but also bad enough that we're supposed to be okay when, like, he gets killed. It's just a weird, like, it would have been a yeah. hard thing to carry in one. Mm. It's a difficult thing to act, but, it, yeah, I feel like it wasn't the right choice for for a sound. But No. Maybe, what would you have done? I'd probably just did, like, a big old roar, like, Aah! like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Go full Brian Blessed on it and just bust <laughs> out, like, your, your pipes start roaring at her yeah and you can see like her hair flying back that's what i would have done (laughs) yeah like shrek yeah yeah big like big shrek energy yeah for sure yeah yeah um but yeah anyway they hear her screaming because she's not done screaming um and he like the monster tries to strangle her but sort of gives up when he hears people at the door and just dives out the window and elizabeth is unharmed she doesn't doesn't get uh strangled to death thankfully here she's all good um but unfortunately uh the we see the hunter wandering through the celebrations in the town this is honestly a really cool shot of this guy just holding his lifeless daughter like wandering through the town as people are like dancing happy around him and they slowly like cotton on to what he's doing like what what's happening here it's like really realistically done Oh, heck yeah. And he's acting the hell out of it. Yeah, he's like completely shell-shocked, just staring yeah. forwards and walking forwards. It's, yeah, horrific. Um, really cool 
really cool shot. Yeah, honestly, like, yeah, one of the best shots of the film. Absolutely. Sure. Um, and yeah, he walks like straight up to the house, the manor house, as the as the crowd slowly gathers behind him and wants to know what the hell's going on. And we get the line "home, home" again as well, over yeah. over this coming up to the the manor house. Uh, and yeah, there's a huge crowd of people that has been established behind this guy and they all want retribution for Maria's murder. She was a beloved yeah. child in the town and everyone's pissed um, that she's been murdered. Um, yeah, we get a great gig beginning as uh, Henry is very worried about Elizabeth. He's like, she's like completely fine, but he's yeah. very stressed about her and... Um, yeah, he, the doctor resolves, he's like, I can't be married while my creation is still on the loose. And he, he's weird like, way to put it, eh? it's so weird. And then he goes up to Victor, our boy who's just been hanging around in the background. And he's like, I leave her in your care. You know what that means. No exceptions. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it's so, it's so strange that he's like, it's like, if I were to die, you take the reins, Victor. <laughs> Yeah. my rival and friend <laughs> it's so strange but anyway that that happens and victor's like yeah yeah man okay sweet um they probably like when they both met <laughs> her like both called dibs or something and because it was the 1930s it was like well that's legally binding and perfectly fine yeah so if i die you get to marry you my get wife. it you get it yeah that's just that's just how it works yeah back, back in that back in time and victor's more of a catch so for real okay. though I Until mean, we find out Victor's also building, like, a super Frankenstein. <laughs> I mean, he's not old money like Frankenstein is, right? He's probably, like, quite poor, but very handsome or something, yeah. you know? Uh, <laughs> I want to know what his, like, upbringing and stuff is. Yeah. That's all I want. I want an extensive added sequence. Another 20 minutes in the movie we would get into uh, Victor's <laughs> backstory. That's all I need. Um, That's the Frankenstein sequel that no one would ask for. It's just... Just bought Victor's up the, Vic the Victor story. Yeah. To the spoil, the spoils go to the victor. There we go. Yeah. I butchered that saying, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so everyone gathers on mass, on mass to um, search for the killer. Uh, they all yeah. are basically certain that it's the monster. They're like, yeah, it's the monster that killed the girl straight up. Yeah, which is... Everyone's on board. Amazing if they did cut the scene, and uh, they did cut that like throwing scene, and mm. then, like we'd never know if the murderer had been the monster because that's kind of what they're doing. Yeah, basically, right? I mean, there's yeah. a monster on the loose, and it's got a criminal's brain, and you know, that's true. One plus one plus criminal's brain does equal three. It does, right? Uh, but anyway, yeah, they they they're like, all right, let's all go out. They light torches, have a bunch of dogs. Uh, yeah. Wishbone's there. There's a <laughs> wailing of Great Gig popping off as we get an angry mob. I feel like Great Gig and Angry Mob goes kind of well. It's it's yeah. not bad. You know, I feel sure. like on the run an angry mob would be ideal, but I'll take it. Mm. Uh, this is also the most pro angry mob movie I've ever oh, seen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this mob is extensive and they're just like well organized as well they split off into like three different directions to search different places um yeah it's a proper search party to hunt this dude down um, yeah yeah they're they're ready they're searching the lake and the mountains and everywhere it's crazy 
uh, we get into this like there's like a mountainous set that they've used this mountain range that they've built on a lot obviously uh, yeah. is wild like no mountains look this way no but they look sweet it's yeah they're awesome it's I guess supposed to evoke the the like crazed temperament of the mob maybe but all the rocks look very intense like huge <laughs> towering peaks of things it's wild yeah. um yeah, they go out and hunt down the monster. Uh, it gets one of the dudes, just like, somehow, one of the guys is like, oh, it went that way. It's just sort of lying on the ground. And yeah, yeah. they're hot in his trail. Um, and Dr. Frankenstein takes this opportunity to go off on his own, uh, sort of just wander off <laughs> for some reason. And then, yeah, him and his creation face off and yeah. at the, on the mountaintop. They sort of just wrestle each other. Yeah. Father and son fighting it out up on the mountain. As everyone must do, wrestle their father. Yeah, defeat your father in single combat. Yeah. And then you are, then you are a man. Then you truly can marry Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> Only then. <laughs> then you get to be called Frankenstein and oh, the other one has to be called the monster. There we go. Got there. But look, there's like a post credit scene where it's like, we were both the monster. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, the, the, the monster straight out wins because he's got super, super Frankenstein strength, super yeah. monster strength. The strength of 10 men, I think it was said earlier. Um, yeah. And they knock out uh, the doctor, our cold. And yeah, just sort of drags him off to the windmill, his, bir- yeah. his birthplace. It's pretty good. I don't know why he does this, yeah. but just to get away, presumably. Yeah, I suppose it's like an animal homing instinct, maybe? Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it carries him up uh, up the stairs as the villagers all gather around outside the windmill. Classic mm. scenes. Um, this is all stuff that I expected to see in Frankenstein, so I'm quite happy. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the doc wakes up inside the windmill, and they sort of look at each other through the windmill mechanism the like millstone kind of thing the gears that make a windmill yeah. work have you ever been in a windmill i haven't have you i haven't either but i want no. to they like seem like really complicated things but they're like very early stage technology you know yeah. i was quite impressed you sounded like you knew a lot about windmills just then all right i'll take it you said I... millstone yeah i know i know how a windmill do the milling I know how it make the make the wheat flour. I know how it yeah. does with the big millstone. Okay. okay. The blades turn and they crank the gears inside, and that yeah. uses an axle, and then it turns a big old stone at the bottom, and that rotates round, and it crushes the wheat into flour. And that's oh. what a that's what a windmill do. Dang! So a windmill crushes. Yeah, it like it grinds Sweet. it up really. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. That, I've that's, been to a millmaster's house. I hope that's right. Anyway, uh, a millmaster. Yeah. What's a millmaster's house? How does that differ from a windmill? Um, so this is where the millmaster used to live, <laughs> but I think it was a water-based mill. Ah, okay. Uh, there are mills for each of the elements, and when they combine, it's... they summon Captain Mill. <laughs> Captain Mill! There's Fire Mill and Earth Mill, <laughs> which are yeah. used less frequently, but... Just as effective. Yeah. Heart mill. 
the mill of the heart uh, grinds the hardest, Garrett. Yeah. That's a that's a saying that I am selling on my Etsy store, uh, embroidered onto various cushions. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> yes. So they're looking through each other in the windmill mechanism, and then they have a, yeah. another little scrap um, where it results in uh, the doc's body being thrown off the top of the windmill, uh, casca- hitting one of the blades of the windmill mm. and falling to the ground. Like, it's like a 30 foot drop that the, this sack in human clothing, uh, <laughs> falls for. It's quite obviously like a rag doll, but it's kind of great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this would definitely kill a person. Absolutely. Yeah, the doc is dead, right? Super dead. Like, he's got to be. Yeah, the deadest yeah. man. The deadest man I reckon, there's ever been. I reckon the, they meant for him to be dead at this point, and then this right. other scene that's coming up, like, was added, tacked on. The bloody Hollywood director, or the Hollywood influence, like, said, you can't mm. have a movie where a child is drowned and then a man is thrown 30 feet from a windmill and dies. You can't the do win- it. Big windmill stepped in. It's like, we are a traveling <laughs> brand that windmills are safe family fun. So Look, he has to live. Fire mills are taking over the market and this will destroy <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> All right. Everyone, we're going to lose so much business. It's going to be terrible. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So this guy would be super dead, but we'll find out later. He's not. Um, yeah. At this point, though, for all intents and purposes, he's dead. And the villagers see yeah. this, and they're like, get him. Let's set fire to the mill and kill this monster for being a, a bad man, for committing two murders that we know of. Screw this guy. Poor yeah. Fritz's body also still probably hanging inside. Also, <laughs> yeah, also yeah. Dr. Waltham probably burns inside here after oh, being strangled. Yeah. yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of body counts in this movie, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, the monster like sort of screams and he's, as he's we well established that he's afraid of fire and uh, runs around the windmill trying to look for an escape. He can't, and yeah, it's very tragic. Gets trapped trapped under a beam that yeah. falls on him, and yeah, he just burns to death. It's awful. It's so upsetting. Yeah, we, with or without Pink Floyd, I feel like this is upsetting to see. Yeah, it's like over the end of money, we just sort of pull yeah. back on this burning windmill on the horizon surrounded by lit torches and angry people. It's like, damn. Yeah. I feel like James Whale and his infinite whale wisdom must have been <laughs> for this to play how we now kind of view it. Like, yeah, this is sad that this like kind of innocent big old monsters dying. Yeah. It's like very Shakespearean tragedy. Right. And that like yeah. the master dies, the, the like creator of this monster and the monster didn't want to do any wrong but it it did end up doing wrong mm. through no fault of its own and like yeah it's it's very sad that yeah. it's destroyed by the hate of the villagers you know yeah that's the that's the modern read on frankenstein that i think exists out there but heck yeah yeah, yeah. like so any other film would end it here but yeah. then Oh no. Oh no no no. We've still got a little bit more. Um we cut to the the following morning and uh <laughs> yeah, the, the maids are gathered the around the estate. Yeah, um everyone's chilling. Um they've brought a bottle of wine to Henry who's alive and recovering in in his bed, uh yeah. waited on by Elizabeth in inside. Um and the Baron's like, oh ho! And a toast for my for my boy, 
who will still continue to marry Elizabeth in spite of creating a murder monster. Oh, ho, ho. what a happy ending yeah. <laughs> to this film. And yeah, he just and like, he essentially like then raises a glass pretty much to the audience to be like, hey. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. It's all good. Everything yeah. worked out. There's a happy marriage and it only took five people dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my notes I've written, final note, honestly, this ending is bullshit. I hate yeah. this. I hate that it exists in this original version of Frankenstein, in this, yeah. in this first film adaptation of Frankenstein. It sucks. You know? Yeah, if this had been any remake, it would have been fine. But because this is the original, we yeah. have to like recognize it. Oh, it sucks so bad. It's so yeah. boring. <laughs> Unless this is something that popped into my head while we were talking about how Frankenstein, the Doctor, definitely died. Yeah. What if then Baron Frankenstein has brought him back to life using <gasps> illicit science. And that's why he's like a toast to the name Frankenstein. Oh my god, that's such a right? sick twist. He like has all his notes and he's resurrected him on on this... Well, the, the machines are all destroyed, but I don't know. Like, Baron has we'll a bunch of... He has a bunch of resources. He's the richest man in the village, right? Yeah. It could be like that this is instead not like the following day. It's months later and he's been yeah. resurrected and is perfectly fine. Man, that's a sweet yeah. take. That sort of fixes right? it for me. Heck yeah. All right, that's the canon. It just end. kind of makes it like it never ends, the cycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Poor Elizabeth, though. Dang. Yeah, exactly. Marrying a, a yet another murder monster. Yeah. Although he probably didn't have a criminal's brain, or maybe he did for creating the monster. He that's true, had his, right? own, had his own criminal brain inside of his, yeah. his brain space. I mean, he definitely did crimes, thus yeah. he has the criminal's brain. There you go. That's all it takes. Yeah, you do one crime, you get a criminal's brain for life. <laughs> and on that Come bombshell, on. what did you think <laughs> and how did it sink? Uh, I think it synced very well. Yeah, there was a lot of I don't think anything on. was as hot as that initial um, dig that hole. Yeah, the grave digger popping off. Yeah. I think if the gravedigger had stuck around, we would have got some dynamite sinks. But I'm still willing to go pretty high. What you yeah, reckon? man, I'm I'm willing to go high. I would have loved it if we had like a little epilogue from the gravedigger coming back at the end. <laughs> yeah, been like goes to show you should never rob a grave, and then we get yeah. we get credits rolling or something. Yeah, or like always dig your graves extra deep to stop robberies. <laughs> there you go. Only yeah. you can prevent grave robbers. <laughs> oh no. <clears throat> yeah, no, I think it I think it gets up there in the scale for sure. It was there was yeah. a lot a lot of sinks lining up and yeah. It's like for such a short movie to have so many things going on, pretty happy yes. with that. Um Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking like seven or eight territory for sure. What about yeah. yourself? Yeah, let's oh, oh let's give it an eight. Yeah. Eight sounds yeah. great. Eight Lots. sounds great. Plotted on the graphs, baby. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so all that's left is what are we going to do next week, James? Well, next week, next week, Gareth, you already know. I've already told you. <laughs> I'm not going to leave any yeah. mystery to the to the. We're listeners. not going to fake it. Every time we've like revealed it to each other on mic, it has been genuine. Yeah. This is the one time it's not because we're scheduling. 
Yeah, we're just we're trying to cram some episodes in, folks uh, listening. So yeah. we're going to be doing uh, Life Aquatic, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zuso. I don't know the full name of the movie because it's so long, but it's yeah. the Wes Anderson classic. Um, get hype. One of my favorite movies. Woo! Awesome. Genuine, makes me cry. I'm Aww. very interested how to do a comedy podcast about it. Yeah. But I'm very excited as well. There's a lot going on in the movie, so yeah. we're going to have a lot to talk about. So get hyped oh, for that. Yes. All right. Oh, there you oh go. Oh my goodness. Close the book um, on Frankenstein. Close the wishbone, the wishbone book. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Oh, man. Shout out to... I might go watch some wishbone clips after this. And Sweet. I advise all the listeners to do it too. Yeah. Please oh, do. But until until next time, I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been Baron James. <laughs> and yeah, until then, only you can prevent grave robberies and we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. We'll see you on the dark side of the moon. Don't dig up graves. <laughs> Please. That's that's a bad idea.